Hey mama, are you terrified of labor? Are you wanting to get healthy for you and for your baby or your family? Maybe you're struggling to feel sexy postpartum. If that's you, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fit Mama podcast, where I'm spilling all of the pregnancy and postpartum secrets you need to know. I'm Sarah, your fitness bestie. I'm a certified prenatal and postnatal fitness specialist, certified Pilates instructor, and certified yoga teacher. I'm also a certified hot mess mama of a two-year-old boy, and I'm currently pregnant with identical twin girls. So reheat your coffee, settle in, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Fit Mama podcast. Now before we jump into today's juicy topic, I do want to take a minute to pause and thank everyone who shared episode one. I saw you guys tagging me in your stories, sharing the podcast with your friends and family, leaving positive reviews, and some of you even reached out to DM me your personal motherhood journey. That means the world to me, all of it. Because I know your time is limited. I know that your time is really valuable, especially as a mama. And the fact that you spent even a portion of your day just supporting this community really does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. One more quick caveat before we dive in. My son is currently at home. He is sick with what feels like the 40th virus (laughs) this month. And so if you do hear some things in the background, my apologies. I am just doubling as podcast host and stay-at-home mom today. So today's topic, we are getting into social media and the comparison trap. And I want to specifically touch on body image, how that affects us through pregnancy and postpartum. If you listen to episode one of the pod, you know that I used to struggle with body image before I got pregnant with my first, and those body image struggles were triggered a bit by pregnancy. Your body changes really rapidly and in ways that you can't exactly control, and for someone who is, again, a type A control freak with body image issues in her past, pregnancy was tough, okay? And so I wanted to find women on social media who showed what motherhood could look like in a way that was inspiring to me. Now, unfortunately, again, being like a perfectionist and type A person, I gravitated to women that made motherhood look perfect. And for me, that was inspiring at the time because I thought if they can do it, I can do it, right? I mean, look at how Pregnancy is so beautiful for them and look at their postpartum and they look great. And so at first I found their content again to be motivating and exciting. And I thought that I was getting plugged into a community of moms that seemed to have it all figured out. Part of that was also because I was reading all of the pregnancy books, listening to all of the pregnancy and motherhood podcasts. I really thought that I was among the women that had just figured out the secret to motherhood and that I too would have an easy experience. Some of these women were just a little bit further ahead of me in their pregnancy journey. And so I even got to see them go through the first week's postpartum. That, at the time when I was pregnant, was so motivating. I mean, these women made it look like a breeze. Dream birth experiences, like in their gorgeous robes at the hospital, hair fully blown out, makeup on. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. They had roses at their feet, practically. And then I saw them later on uh, just bounce back in incredible ways. I won't name names because that's unnecessary, but I do remember two in particular around the same time launched swimwear lines. I think one was around two week, 
two months, excuse me, two months postpartum. The other one was around three months postpartum. And they were posing at poolsides and on the beach in swimwear just weeks after having a baby. And they had abs and they looked incredible. There were other influencers that I followed. There were fitness influencers that showed themselves at the gym one week postpartum. And they looked like they had never even been around a baby, much less had one. So again, when I was pregnant, I found that all to be very, very inspiring. And I thought for sure, if I just worked hard enough, that would be my experience, right? Because look at all of these moms. I seem to be surrounded by moms every time I open up social media that all had the same experience. So then I had my baby and those posts really changed for me and how they made me feel. They made me feel a bit defeated and incredibly discouraged from time to time because I reached that two-month mark and was definitely not ready to be posing poolside in a bikini. And then I was three months postpartum and still not ready. And so then I started to look towards moms who were just a little bit further ahead postpartum and thinking, okay, well, you know, she's six months and she looks like this. So maybe by the time I'm six months, I'll have that experience. In the meantime, I'm just trying to fully recover. I feel sleep deprived. I am wearing most of the time pajamas with unknown liquids on them. It could be spit up. It could be milk. It could be urine. I don't know. (laughs) And I am just struggling. And in my most vulnerable state, in those few moments of silence and peace, when the baby's not quiet, when he's not crying, he's quiet, he's in his crib or napping, I was looking on social media and I saw picture perfect motherhood. And I usually wasn't even sure the last time I had showered. That was my experience up until that point. And although I can recognize that that postpartum mentality was just so absurd, it's almost comical, I really feel bad for myself postpartum. Like I wish I could go back in time and bring two month postpartum Sarah like a hot cup of coffee and a clean sweatshirt and just say, hey, you're doing a good job. Your postpartum journey looks different than theirs, and that's okay. Because your job right now is to be the best wife and mother that you possibly can be and to take care of yourself to the best of your ability. The job of these social media influencers is to make all of this look easy and beautiful. And I'm not blaming them because their job description is different than mine. Although there are some ethical, maybe, things we could get into there, What I will say is they probably have a lot of pressure on themselves as well because they might actually be struggling. And that struggle can't ever show up on social media because if it does, that's not favored by the algorithm. Now, I'm not saying that all of them struggle, of course. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see. And through talking with people on social media, getting a little bit more into the social media marketing space, There is so much afforded to these huge influencers that we are unaware of. I mean, there are nannies, there are personal trainers and personal chefs. They have fully equipped at-home gyms, Photoshop, angles, lighting, genetics. Everything is in their favor to give you a two-second snapshot of what their life must look like all the time. That's simply not the case. So then why do we even follow them? Like, logically, you might be hearing this and think, Sarah, I know this, like... I know that social media is fake. Okay, so then why are you following these people? 
Why do you compare yourself to these people? Why do we put ourselves through this amount of torture, right? It's just mentally draining to log on every day and see this. To be honest, I feel like we follow them because we get sucked into this process in a really subtle way. It begins with something inspiring and attainable. Let me give you a couple examples. So let's say that you follow this girl on social media and she only feeds her family organic, paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free, fun-free food. Okay, and she looks incredible. And so you want that body and you want to eat like she does because you believe that that's the key to getting you that body. Okay, so you make the recipe, you serve it for dinner. Miraculously, no one throws it on the floor. The kids aren't complaining. Everyone eats it. You feel like a health goddess. It was both inspiring and attainable. And now you feel really good. Okay, then that girl the next day posts her workout and it was like a 30 minute Pilates circuit. And you think, I can do that. And so you carve out 30 precious minutes of your day and you get the workout done. And then you feel not only like this healthy, organic goddess, but you are the booty building like Jenny on the block. Okay? It was inspiring. It was attainable. This influencer has nurtured you. And now you are becoming a loyal follower because you are on the path to becoming like she is and having the lifestyle that she has. The issue is this. You see, she's got the organic only food. She's got the workouts every single day on her story. She's got the hair extensions, the nails, the self-tan, the abs, the whatever you want to add, the eyelash extensions, like the list goes on. And you, on the other hand, still have to be a real life mom who is raising her kids full-time or working full-time. You've got other responsibilities. Your life revolves around more than just being pretty on social media. And so then it suddenly becomes really hard to do everything that she does and to imitate everything she does. But she's able to do it, so it's certainly not her fault. It must be your fault. You see how subtle that is? You blame yourself instead of taking that step back and realizing, no, this is her job to do that. My job is totally different. And then lastly, I think we get sucked in because of the pretty privilege of the algorithm. The algorithm is drawn to the exception, not the rule. We don't want to see relatability in all honesty. Like, yes, there are some moms out there who are showing real mom life, and I'm really grateful for that. But if you look on your For You page right now and you scroll What do the majority of the moms look like there? If you're on like mom, in the mom side of the algorithm, I guarantee you they look beautiful. I guarantee it. They look like they've got it together. The algorithm likes pretty people and it will push you pretty people. And so then we get this idea that that's what everyone is like. And so it's not their fault. Again, it must be our fault. I'll just follow them so I can learn what they did and somehow be able to do it too. That's only going to lead us down a road of disappointment, discouragement, and again, this constant body image comparison that is so unhealthy for our mental health. So then what do we do about this? Are we just doomed? Of course not. I've got three actionable steps for you to take home today so that you can escape the social media comparison trap. Okay, so number one, a social media clean out. When I finally realized what this was doing for my mental health, I did a massive clean out of my social media. And this included not only influencers, but even friends and family members. 
If what they posted made me feel bad about myself or my child, and there were someone who was not of great value to me, where that relationship could be left to one side, I got rid of them. I'm, if they were family and I couldn't unfriend or unfollow or whatever, I muted them. I blocked them. I did whatever I had to. If they were social media influencers, got rid of them. And I know that sounds harsh. Listen, no one has said a word to me about it yet. No one cares. Everyone is doing their own thing on social media. They don't know. They truly don't know what you're doing. Number two, you need to put some blinders on. Okay, focus on your journey. And your journey is going to look different than Jane's journey and from Susie and from XYZ person. And that's okay. Your journey doesn't have to look like them. Your body is not like theirs. Even if you did all of the exact same things as that influencer, let's say that you do have all of the money to buy the nanny and have the personal trainers and the chefs and et cetera, et cetera. Even if you did all of that, your body genetics are different. You might never look like her. Okay. Maybe you would. I'm not saying that's impossible. I'm just saying a lot of them don't even look like what they show on social media. Look at some of the videos on YouTube that show social media versus reality and you'll know what I mean. You focus on your journey. You do what's best for your journey and you leave all other comparisons to the side. If you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else's journey, it's time to mute that person or unfollow because they are becoming a toxic influence on your mental health. And the last one is if you're unsure of where to start on a journey, if you feel like you've been out of the game for so long or your life is so overwhelming, you don't even know where to begin. I want you to focus on one habit, just one new habit this week. I know it's tempting. Listen, type A girls, especially you. I know you want to write out your full list with like 20 different habits that you're going to do. And you want to write down your daily schedule from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay, I've been you. I am you still sometimes. But what's the issue with that is if I miss one thing on there, I feel bad about myself. Or if I'm up at 5 a.m. and fully ready to do my workout and then my child wakes up at 5.15, I'm suddenly thrown off for the rest of the day and I feel bad. Okay, we cannot begin changing our lives by changing it all at once. You've got to focus on just one habit and make it an attainable one. So that might be drinking enough water to hit your water goals. It might be um, going out for a walk today that's just a 15-minute walk after dinner. I don't care what it is, but you need one health-related habit that you will implement and do it consistently for a week. Once you've been consistent for about a week, then we can look at habit stacking. If you're not sure what I mean by habit stacking, I am borrowing that term from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It is like the Bible for breaking bad habits and building new ones. I use it with a lot of my clients. It is excellent and one of my fully recommended books. But if you're not able to read books right now or audiobooks are just not your thing, reach out to me through the DMs. And that's actually going to be my final piece of encouragement for you today. Balancing fitness and motherhood is really hard. But it's nearly impossible if you don't have a community of women who are supporting you, encouraging you, and giving you science-based education when you need it. That's what I'm here for. I want to be part of your mom tribe. I want to be your cheerleader. I want to see you succeed and be there for every step of the way. 
So if you haven't already, go connect with me on Instagram. My handle is sarahkelly.co. That's Sarah with an H, Kelly with an E-Y dot C-O. My DMs are always open. I love chatting with you guys. So I look forward to hearing from you over there. Until next time, have a great rest of your week.